Good morning, everybody. It's great to be in church this wet Sunday morning. Is it? But it's great to be in church, yeah. It doesn't matter the weather. And uh, we have a, a number of visitors with us. You're very welcome. And we trust that you'll feel at home among us. And uh, Lord, that the Lord will bless you as you worship with us this morning. I want to just uh, do a few announcements to get them out of the way early in the service. Um, so, after the service, there, there was to be a barbecue, but that unfortunately had to be called off. But there are sandwiches and tray bakes, and it, it's upstairs, I believe, I think. Yeah, yeah. And there's loads of food, uh, Lorraine is saying, so do stay. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> I thought Tommy was giving me another. Yeah. So, uh, item four on the Church News and Diary. Um, our, the session meeting, our meeting on Tuesday, this Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. And then uh, Living Well, that's uh, in November, so how, our um, elder, well, elderly folk, and young at heart, as they are, our, the event for Living Well is in November, so put that in your diary. Uh, International Cafe, as usual, uh, on Friday. Uh, and um, the other thing is, if, if you, Halloween, number seven, if you want to give out little packets of sweets with a, a Bible message in them, uh, talk to Adderval. Uh, or, he's on his way. Yep. So, and uh, I'll let you uh, look at the rest of the, the announcements in, in your free time. So, it's a great pleasure to uh, welcome Andrew Gill, or Andy Gill, back to, I'm not sure which you prefer. You'll take either. I, I, I'll take either. So, Andrew was our youth worker. 2007 to 2011, so he spent five years with us, and uh, it, it was a great ministry to our, our youth, and uh, our young people were changed and, and blessed by his ministry. And uh, I suppose in that early age, we recognized that there was a really, he had a preaching ministry and a, a passion for preaching God's word. So Alan, or Andrew, left us and then headed to London to uh, do some uh, Logically training, more training, and uh, then he, he became a student for the ministry in the Presbyterian Church. And we're so delighted uh, that Andrew has returned to his native city, and he's minister of uh, Black Rock and Bray congregation since the end of August, and he's in a settling in period. But it's, it's great to have him here leading our, our worship this morning. So I'll let you go ahead. Hello, good morning, everybody. It is uh, wonderful to be back with you again uh, this morning. It's lovely to be uh, in a church where I, I worshipped in for so many years and served in and even uh, lived in as well. So it is, uh, it's great to be back here. Um, it's lovely to see lots of new faces as well. It's wonderful coming back to a church like this and seeing lots of new people as well and some familiar faces in true Presbyterian style are still sitting in exactly the same seats as you were the last time I was here, which is good to know as well. 
Uh, it's great to be here for Harvest and to be able to give thanks uh, to God. Um, I'm also hoping by being here, maybe there's memories that many of you have of me with long hair and coming in with a coffee cup will we'll start to, to move away and maybe replaced by better images uh, than that. Um, it is a pretty miserable day outside, but we're able to give thanks to God uh, today that we can be inside uh, and we can worship him. Uh, the Apostle Paul tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5.18 to give thanks in all circumstances, uh, and that's what we're here to do today on Harvest. Um, I'd love for us to read together Psalm 100, uh, so the words should be up on the, uh, on the screen. Uh, I'm going I'm to say the bits in white, and then if you could all say the words in yellow together that have the word all in front of them. Is that, is that simple enough? Okay, so I'll say the bits in white, and then if you could all say the words in yellow together. So let's, uh, let's just read this together as we begin our time of worship. Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. We are his people, the sheep of his pastures. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love endures forever, and his faithfulness continues to all generations. Uh, we're going to stand and we're going to sing our opening praise. Now thank we all our gods. Let's stand and sing together. So let us uh, bow our hearts in prayer. The land has yielded its harvest, and God, our God, has blessed us. Father God, this morning we gather to praise you for the splendor and beauty of your creation, for the rhythm of seasons, and for your love which made the world. We thank you for the good and fertile land, for the fruits of the earth in their seasons, for the life that sustains our life, and for the food that we daily enjoy. We thank you for those whose labor supplies our physical needs, for those who have harvested our crops, those who have transported them, those who process them, and those who sell them. Lord God, as we think about your creation, we confess to you our lack of care for the world that you have given us. And as we remember your ger generous provision, we are sorry for all the times we lose sight of your blessings and forget to give thanks for our daily bread. We also confess our greed and selfishness in not sharing the earth's resources fairly. Lord God, we are sorry for all our sins. In the abundance of your grace, have mercy on us and forgive us. Father God, inspire us this morning with your kind and generous love so that we may use the gifts you have given for your glory and for the blessings of all people. Heavenly Father, every good and perfect gift comes from you. We thank you for the beauty of your creation, for the food we have to eat, and for all the love that you have shown us through your Son, Jesus Christ. And in his name we pray. Amen. We are going to read from God's Word now. We're going to read from uh, Luke's Gospel, chapter 17. 
Uh, if you're reading along in the, the Bibles in front of you, that should be on page 1051, 1051. And this is Luke 17, beginning at verse 11 through to verse 19. Luke 17 from verse 11. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go, show yourself to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go, your faith has made you well. Amen. We're going to be thinking about that uh, passage uh, all throughout our service. Um, but if the uh, children want to come up to the front, and we're going to just think a little, sorry, a little bit more. guys have a nice week? Yeah. yeah. Show, me, show me on your hands how good your week was. Like between 1 to 10, how was your week? Got 9, solid 9, 9, 10, great. Okay, 7, 10. Okay, it's a pretty good, good week. We're averaging, well, a good 6, 7 there. That's pretty good. Uh, so we just read in a story there from the Bible about 10 people who had a disease. Um, and the Bible says they had a leprosy, but it was, it was probably just a general kind of skin disease. Um, and people thought that if they had this skin disease, then they, all these 10 people were unclean. And people were worried that if anyone went near these people, then they also would get this disease. And they, having leprosy at that time, meant that they could not be in a room with somebody else that didn't have it. Okay, so I want you to imagine you've got a disease and you can't be in a room with anybody else, where would you not be able to go if you couldn't be in a room with somebody else? Couldn't go to school? Anywhere else you couldn't go? Couldn't go to church? Couldn't go to restaurants? Couldn't go anywhere? Couldn't go to a swimming pool? Couldn't even really go home, could you? So all these 10 people had to do, they could only spend time with each other. So they couldn't go to school, they couldn't get a job, they couldn't go to the shops. So life was going to be pretty hard and pretty difficult for them. So not only did they have a disease, not only were they sick and were they ill, but they couldn't even spend time with the family. 
No one could even come and give them a hug when they were feeling sad and upset. So they were outside a village one day, and Jesus was going by, and they'd heard about Jesus, and they knew that he had power and that he loved people and that he had helped people like this before. So as he was going by, they kind of shouted out to him because they wanted to keep away from him, but they said, Jesus, can you help us? Can you make us better? And Jesus said to these 10 people, go and show yourself to the priest and you will be healed. And the priest was kind of like a doctor and he would check them out and if they were all clean and well, then they could come back into normal life. Um, And so the 10 people all went off and as they went, they were all healed and all their spots went away and their disease went and it meant that they could go back into normal life. Um, But out of those 10 people that were all healed, can you remember how many of them came back to say thank you? Just one. Out of all the 10 people that were healed, only one of them came back to say, thank you. And that makes me think, does God sometimes do things in our life? And are we like those other nine people? And do we forget to come back and say thank you? Because the Bible tells us that everything good in our life, that all comes from God. But sometimes we forget to actually come back and say thank you. So I want you to help me with something. Can we think of 10 types of food that we can give thanks to God for today? Fruit. Vegetables. Onions. Bread. I'm so thankful for bread, yeah. What else? Pizza. Pasta. Rice. Cake. Mm. Two more. Chocolate, yes. Hmm? You don't like chocolate? We'll we'll pray for you after. (laughs) Marshmallows? Okay. Okay, see, look at all the food that we have that we enjoy every day. All that comes from God, and we can be thankful. Do you think there are 10 people in your life that you're thankful for? Parents? Sister? Siblings? Cousins? Classmates? Hmm? Grandparents, you've got teachers, you've got doctors, you've got nurses, you've got lots of people in our life that we can be thankful for. What about, are there 10 things in nature, 10 parts of God's world that he's made that we could give thanks to him for? Hmm? Trees, flowers, hmm? the sun, so thankful for the sun, rain, yeah. Clouds, the sea, gravity, and one more, oxygen, yeah, God has given us uh, so many things that we can be thankful for. So, will we just take a moment and we just give thanks to God? Do you want to pray? I like to start my prayers like this. Can I put your arms out? Now put them up high in the air, and then do a little tap over your head, and then bring our eyes, our hands past our eyes, and close our eyes, and past our mouths, just make sure our mouths close, and then pass uh, our chin. Dear God, we thank you for all the things that you give to us, and we're sorry for all the times that we forget to come back and to praise you, and we give thank you. But we give you thanks for all the food that we get to eat every day. We thank you for all the people in our lives that love us and care for us, and we thank you for all the beautiful things that we can see around us. I would thank you so much in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
Man, uh, we're gonna sing now uh, all things bright and beautiful. <laughs> Boys and girls, if you want to head off to a Sunday special in K2. And Crash is upstairs today. So just upstairs in the, the mezzanine level. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to sing again, praise God for the harvest. How uh, thankful is your heart this morning? How thankful is your heart this morning? Uh, today is harvest, and I have to be a little honest with you, I don't really understand what that means. Uh, maybe you are like me, and you've grown up in the city your whole life, and the idea of a farm and agriculture just is something you don't fully uh, understand. Um, a few years ago, as a ministry intern, I was sent to the plowing competitions in the middle of the country, and I had never felt more out of place in my whole entire life. Um, uh, just before I came here this morning, I heard Sam give the children's address before I left the service in Black Rock this morning, and uh, I'm sure Sam was using a, a kid's talk he'd done here a few weeks ago, but he was there in his Wellington boots. I don't own a pair of Wellington boots. I have never milked a cow. A few weeks ago, I got one of those coriander pots, and like it died. <laughs> but I did some research, did some reading. I, I watched some YouTube videos. Uh, and this is my basic understanding of farming. And if you are from an agricultural background, you can correct me if I get any of this wrong afterwards. But the very simple of idea is that a farmer goes out and at a point of year plants seeds. And then during the course of the month goes by, so he looks after them, cares for them, nurtures them. They kind of start to grow. And then they start to bring them in once they're fully ripe and kind of growing. And then there comes a moment at the end of that kind of cycle of the year where everything is gathered in. It's safe from the winter and from the rain that's coming in. And the farmer is able to look at all the work that has gone on over the last year, to see everything that is there and to be able to celebrate and give thanks because there is food, there is provision, the hard work and the labor has come in. And it is a time to celebrate for what has come in. In the Old Testament, the uh, people of Israel were commanded to have three festivals every year. And one of those festivals was a festival of harvest, a week-long feast to celebrate and to worship God for his blessings because God would have provided. And I know a lot of us, if we're in a city church like this, we're probably not farmers, but yet it's still good for us to set aside a time in the year where we look at everything that we have, where we see the provision we have for the future, and we take time to celebrate and to praise God and to give thanks and to worship him for his blessings. And that's what we're here to do today on our harvest celebration is to simply to acknowledge the good things that God has given him and to celebrate. 
Because sometimes I think as people, we can be very good at looking at what we don't have. If you think back to the story about those 10 lepers, they all saw their leprosy. They all saw their illnesses. They all, and they all cried out for mercy. And we're very good at seeing our problems in life, but sometimes we miss the provisions that God has also given us. Uh, we as people can be very good at complaining. We can be so good at complaining, we can complain when there's really nothing that's actually worth complaining about. Don't know, maybe you've ever caught yourself saying, complaining, like, oh, the Wi-Fi is so slow because we have to wait four seconds to watch, you know, either TV from anywhere in the world. And it's like, really, is that something to complain about? It's taking you like a second longer? Or we complain about saying things like, oh, I have the middle seat on an airplane to go on my holidays. <laughs> Never mind the fact that you're in this metal box traveling into a different country at high speed and you're going on holidays, but like, oh, it's the middle seat. Oh, my life's terrible. Or the delivery guy forgot my prawn crackers. We're so good at complaining, seeing the bad things, seeing what's wrong in our life, that one thing that we're missing. And so often we don't actually see all the good that we have around us. Maybe this week as you're starting to complain, just take a moment and like what we did with the children earlier on, just think about things that you're thankful for. Yes, maybe you've got something to complain, but maybe just make a list count your blessings, and actually just look around and think, okay, yes, I haven't got this, but I have got this and this and this and this. And actually just take that moment to look around and to see all the good things that you have in your life. But I know for some of us, we're going through a season of suffering in our life. And there are many things in this broken world that are wrong, that aren't right, and there are a lot of things missing. And maybe you are particularly feeling that at the moment. And I'm not saying you need to ignore the thing that's hurting you or the thing that is wrong in your life. I'm not saying that you can't ask for help. And I'm certainly not saying that we shouldn't speak out against the injustices of our world. But as I do that, we need to maintain and hold on to our gratitude and still look around and see the blessings that surround us. If for a moment you think about the life of the Apostle Paul in the New Testament, if he chose to, he would have had lots of things that he could have complained about. We know from 2 Corinthians 11 that he had to work really, really hard for his ministry. He was put in prison. He was beaten. He was tortured. He was shipwrecked. He was always on the move. He lived in danger from rivers, from mountains, in the city, from criminals, from all types of people. There was times in his life when he had no food, times in his life where he had nothing to drink, times in his life where he had no food, no clothes to keep him warm, times in his life when he went without sleep, and constantly just having the burden of the task of bringing the gospel to the world. But yet never once in the New Testament do we read about him ever complaining. All that stuff that he could have complained about, but we never see him going around being like, oh, my work's so hard, you know, just it's going to take forever to evangelize. Oh, work's so hard at the moment. Or he's not going around being like, oh, I'm so thirsty, I'm so thirsty. Or being like, oh, my chains are so heavy, my life is so hard with everything that is going on. 
Now, in every letter that we read that he writes, he always begins with a thanksgiving. Every letter he starts off, he starts off by thanking God and praising him. Because yes, he's having to work hard, but he's thankful because he can see the gospel bearing fruit all over the world. Yes, people are against him, but he's thankful that churches are praying and supporting him. Yes, he is in prison, but he's thankful because he has freedom in Christ from his sins. Yes, he's weak, but he's thankful because God is giving him grace and strength. Yes, he faces danger, but he's thankful that through Christ he has victory over death. Yes, he is suffering, but he's thankful that he has forgiveness of sins, that he's adoption into God's family, and that he has hope in eternal life. No matter how much Satan takes away from him, God has always given him more. So we can turn a heart that is complaining into a heart that is full of thanksgiving and gratitude. So we can always look around and with Paul say, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. So often in life, we don't see the good. But sometimes our other problem is we do see the good, but we don't see the God who gave us those good things. So maybe you're here this morning, you're like, oh, I'm not complaining about everything. My life is pretty great and awesome at the moment. But have you acknowledged that that goodness comes from God? Because if you think about those uh, nine lepers that Jesus healed, like, that didn't come back. Like, they must have been happy, right? Like, they went to the priest, they realized they were healed. Like, they must have been happy. They must have been celebrating. They must have been the best news of their life. I don't know, maybe one of them was like, oh, no, now I've got to, got to find a job. Got to back to my wife and my kids. But I'd say generally, they were all happy. They were all really excited to be healed. And see, this story is not just about being polite. Jesus is not just giving us etiquette lessons and being, well, if somebody does something nice, it's good to go back and say thank you. He's making a point that our joy should lead to gratitude, to lead to give us giving gratitude to where it belongs. Because for those nine lepers, their gratitude did not produce praise for the one who healed them. And so often we fail to see that all the good things that we have in life, well, they come from God. The good things we have in life are not come because you're a good person and because you deserve them. It's not because you've just worked really hard and this is the things that you have. Now, everything good in your life comes from God. James chapter 1, verse 17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father. Everything good in your life is a gift. It is a gift that you don't deserve, that you haven't earned, that has been given by God to you. Anything that causes you to smile, that comes from your heavenly Father. All the good in our life comes from God. And so at harvest, the farmer knows that well, that this miracle that happens, how seed produces fruit, food. So he gives thanks for the God who made it, that made the crop grow, and knows that all the food that is there is provided by God. But so often we fail to acknowledge God in all the good things that we have. And that's why all through scripture, we read that we're told to give thanks and to be thankful. It's constant because so often in life, we don't see the good that we have 
Or if we do see the good, we don't acknowledge the God who gave it. We whinge instead of worship. We're glad, but we're not grateful. So this morning, how thankful is our heart? How thankful are we today? Uh, I want to use a a little illustration uh, for a moment. Uh, We need to imagine that this jar is your life. And that each one of these little sweets is like a thank you or something that you're grateful for in life. I think a lot of us maybe are like this at the moment, that there's a few things kind of rattling around that we acknowledge come from God and we say thank you to him for, and they're kind of moving around, but there's still a lot of empty space in there. There's still a lot of room for complaining, still a lot of room for for bitterness, for anger, and there's a few just little bits of saying thank you kind of floating around. Um, But when the Bible tells us to be thankful, it's not talking about this. It's talking about being thankful. And so God, from his um, goodness, and I you can't see this little, little bucket that says God's goodness on it. And when we think of all the God things, we can be thankful. This looks a bit better, doesn't it? This is the idea of being thankful that our hearts realize that all the goodness that comes from God, and so we can fill ourselves up with gratitude, the idea of being thankful. But actually, the Bible goes even further than this, and there's this wonderful phrase in uh, Colossians 2, verse 7, and it talks about overflowing with thankfulness. I just leave even that word, thankfulness, just this state of being perpetually thankful. But it talks about overflowing. So actually, the picture is not this, but the picture is this. This is when I make a mess and I don't get invited back again. Of overflowing with thankfulness. Not just that we're full, but we just see all the good things that God has given us, and we're so thankful that we're just constantly overflowing, and that is spilling out. And because sometimes in life we we have a, you know, sometimes in life we have a bad day, and things go wrong, or somebody comes and takes some of the good things that we were thankful for out of our life, and we start to get a little bit empty, a little bit down, but we can just constantly go keep coming back to God's goodness and find maybe new and different things that we can be thankful for. Till again, we're at the point where we are overflowing. And sometimes in life, it does get hard. Sometimes in life, we get knocked quite a bit. Sometimes things in life come, and we get completely, life just get turns upside down. And everything that we had that we were thankful for just seems to get taken away from us. But God's goodness is endless. So our thanksgivings can always flow. Because no matter how many times something, the world takes something from us, no matter how many things we lose, no matter how many things are going wrong, we can keep coming back to God's goodness.
and find even more things so that we can be overflowing with thankfulness uh, once again. And Stuart, I will tidy this up. I'm sorry for making, making that mess. God's goodness is endless. Life sometimes gets hard. Sometimes we have to struggle. Sometimes things go wrong. Sometimes we get ill. We go through family difficulties. But there are always things that we can go to God's goodness and give thankful for. We can take a moment to look at creation, to look at the beauty that is surrounding us, just to go outside of the city, see mountains, see trees, see a river, to look up at the stars and just look at the beauty that God has given us. We can think about all the things that we are provided for. Yes, I'm having a really difficult time at work, but I've got these people around that are helping me. Yes, I'm really struggling with this issue in my life, but I've got this person that I can talk to it and help me about it. Yes, I've got all wet waiting for the bus, but I'm back home now and I'm warm and I've got a cup of tea in my hands. There are always things that we can be thankful for, the people that we're thankful for. Or just coming to look at God's character and thinking about who he is, that God is kind and God is loving and God is gracious and God is merciful and he's wise and he's truthful and that we can just endlessly worship God for who he is alone, regardless of all the things that he does for us. And when we look at the cross, when we look at the amount that God loves us, that Jesus came to die for us, and everything that God in his goodness and in his grace gives to us through the cross, forgiveness, joy, hope, freedom from sin, there is always more to be thankful for. In the cross, we know God's love. We know we have his spirit. We have his protection, his forgiveness, his freedom. He gives us a purpose for our lives. He gives us a community to serve in, a family to belong into, endless joy, hope, peace, and the promise of resurrection into an eternal life, into a perfect world where we will only know God's goodness. My prayer for Adelaide Road this morning is that we're like that one leper who comes back and praises God, returns and falls in a loud voice and gives thanks to God. This harvest, let us look around and may our hearts be overflowing with thankfulness. Um, we're going to take up our offering now. Uh, but before I do that, I just want to read some verses from Scripture. Because um, I'm sure as you look at that thing of sweets, you're kind of thinking to yourself, maybe you're like, I really hope he shares that later on. <laughs> and the thing is that actually because it's full like that, I actually am quite inclined to share it. Because I see all the goodness that there is and I'm happy to share it. And when our lives are full of gratitude, then actually being generous is something that just flows out naturally. Um, and just as before we take up our offering, I just want to read these words from Paul in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Because... What we have is just, we keep, but when we give, it multiplies. So these are just uh, some words from Second uh, Corinthians chapter 9, where not over only our thankfulness can be overflowing, but when we're generous, it can flow out to other people. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, but God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all time, having all you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. 
the righteous endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every good way so that, you're gen- so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. The service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourself, others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for the generosity in sharing with them, with everyone else. And in their prayers for you and their hearts will go out because of the surpassing grace that God has given you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Let us collect our offering. And we're going to sing, um, let all things now with a living song of thanksgiving. Thank you. We're going to take some time and we're going to pray to God now. And we're going to pray for the needs of others as well as continuing our thanks to God. Uh, I was also just informed at the beginning of the service that uh, Marcus, the guardian and caretaker, uh, sadly lost his father this morning. Uh, So we're just going to be remembering him in our prayers as well today. Let's just take a moment and let's come before our loving Heavenly Father uh, in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the good things that you continue to provide for us. Help us not to take your gifts for granted or abuse them but rather help us to rely on you in faith. We pray that with these offerings that we have just given to you, we will also use ourselves for your good purpose. God of all good gifts, we come before you today with praise and gratitude in our hearts and with thanksgiving on our lips because we know that you have created this world and you have filled it with beauty and with wonders. We thank you for this country where we can live. We thank you for all the people that you have put in our lives, for a community to belong in. Father, we thank you for the work that we can do with our hands each day. And Father, we thank you that so much that we can be here together in this church this morning to worship you and to hear from your word. And Father God, we thank you for the greatest gift of all. We thank you for your son, Jesus, We thank you that he saved us and he redeemed us. Mighty God, knowing that you desire to bless us with all good things, we pray for those who are in particular need this morning. We want to pray for those people who live in parts of the world who have no harvest to celebrate. Even though they have planted and even though they have worked hard, Due to conditions in the soil or with drought, they have no crops to gather or very few. Father God, all over the world, hunger has come like a thief to kill and to destroy and to take hope and potential away from people. But Father, we know that your son Jesus has come to give life and life to the full. So Father, we pray that you'll be work in those parts of the world and in those communities, that you will be restoring the ground to be fertile, And that you'll be providing new ways and new help for people so that all may know what it is to have food in their stomachs and that you'll be at work ending the hunger that there is in so many parts of this world. Father God, we want to pray for our nations of the world. 
Father, we want to pray at a time of political instability and not knowing about the future. Father, we pray for all those who sit down and negotiate. And Father, we just pray for great wisdom and for your guiding hand. And Father, we just pray for us to trust in you that Amoa, what the future holds, we know that we belong to you and that you are with us and that you help us. Father God, I thank you so much for this church here in Adelaide Road. Thank you for this family, and we thank you for all the work that you are doing. Father, I do pray that you will be blessing Sam in his ministry here, and that you'll be providing for him the things that he needs. Father, I pray for the elders and for the committee, for the Sunday school teachers and all that serve you in so many different ways. Father, I pray that you will be pouring out your blessing in this place, and that it will be a place that is a witness to you and that is overflowing with joy and gratitude and thanksgiving. And that joy will be spilling out, out into the world and around us. Father God, we pray for those that are going through a particular difficult time at the moment. Father, many of us coming here today with uh, concerns and worries in our hearts for somebody we know that is going through a difficult time. And so, Father, we bring them before you. And we ask that in your endless goodness, you'll be providing for them the things they need. Father God, this morning especially, we just think of Marcus. Father, we pray that you will just hold him now in this time of grief. Be with him and Eleni, Lord, as just they, they struggle and as they talk with family and just all there is to do at this moment. Father, we just pray that you'll be providing them with comfort and with strength and with peace. And we pray that this church community here would be a real family to them at this moment. Loving God, we thank you for your continual presence. We thank you that you walk close beside us in our lives. We thank you that you have promised to lead us to all truth. So we pray, we pray that you will empower us this morning so that we can love one another and so that we might see your kingdom come. And let us say together the words that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. We're going to stand and we're going to sing our closing hymn this morning. Um, we plow the fields and scatter. So let us stand and sing with gratitude in our hearts. Father God, all good, good gifts come from you. And we thank you for the food that we are about to eat and for all those who have prepared and organized it. And may the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is the source of all goodness and growth, pour his blessing upon you, his children, that you may use his gifts to his glory and to the welfare of all people. And may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you this harvest time and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen.